All right, let's do this shit. It's recording, unlike what I did on uh, Saturday. I heard that. I did the whole goddamn thing, and then I go to turn it off, and that's when I realized that it wasn't even fucking on. So, good shit. Uh, it's the Elemental Podcast, so, uh, hey, everybody. It's the Elemental Motherfucking Podcast. Woo, it's uh, your host, Ubi Callister, failed comedian, and with me as always is Jason. How is you? Good. Uh, no Jamie today. Caught up at work. Uh, when you're a social worker, it's never a good thing to be caught up at work. I can't imagine it's a good thing to get caught up at work in any kind of uh, business, but particularly uh, social work, it sucks ass because it means it's a crisis. Someone's having problems, Jason. And you gotta fucking fix it. And by fix it, I mean try to ignore it for as long as possible. (laughs) That's what I mean. So, uh, I don't know, who knows, maybe she'll she'll probably show up right at the very end of it. But but there you go. So, um, I wanted to, before we get into a lot of the shit, I wanted to talk about uh, Tom Segura. I got to go see Tom Segura on Saturday. And you pretty took, uh pretty famous comedian. You took somebody who won the contest, didn't you? I took uh actually I took a couple people who were listened to the podcast. Uh, my buddy Eric who listens to the podcast, and then uh, winner of the tickets. Uh, for those who uh, don't know, I gave away a pair of tickets on my fan page. Uh, please go over to the fan page because my if you're friends with me on Facebook, I'm going to kill that fucking page. When I get when I get unbanned on the 18th, uh, that thing's going to die a slow and painful death. Which I know's um, dying. The reg my regular page, my regular Facebook page, the one that everybody has. Not everyone has a fan page. Everybody's got a Facebook page, and the one that everybody has, I'm gonna fucking kill it. The yellow one. And the yep. And the okay. reason I'm gonna kill it is because people are cunts. That's why I'm gonna kill it because <laughs> people are cunts. And just can't move on with their life if they don't like the jokes I got to say. But, uh, so over on the fan page, gave away a couple tickets to Jeremy. Uh, I think, God bless America, I think you say Jeremy's last name, Kreisinger? It's a, it's a Dutch name. Not so good with the Dutch names, unless it's like Vandermill or something like that. But, uh, he brought his husband. And so it was, it was Dude's Night Out Tom Segura. And uh, it was over at 20 Monroe Live, kind of a new venue, downtown Grand Rapids. And uh, I scored the tickets for free. And all the fellas were like, where are the tickets? Where are we sitting? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I got the tickets for free and beggars can't be choosers, right? I, I do some stuff occasionally for 20 Monroe Live. And they're like, hey, let's, uh, we'll throw some tickets at you. So, uh, so that's what it was. I'm like, I don't know. So... Uh, we get the tickets, and it turns out we're in the mezzanine, which uh, I can't lie, Jason, um, I prefer the mezzanine. I prefer being up a little bit, and then you can kind of look down. Because when you're down on the floor uh, at 20 Monroe, because it's, it's a venue that's made for music. Let's be perfectly honest. This is a venue been, not... Been in there yet. It's not made for comedy. So if you're down on the floor, you're below the stage you're looking up the entire time and i just don't fucking like that i at a regular comedy club a stage should just be one step 
there should be no reason someone's taking four or five steps to get on a stage where the comedian can kick someone in the face. I just don't fucking like that. So uh, we got, it was front row of the mezzanine. So right there, nobody's in front of us. And for some reason, uh, we had waitress service. <laughs> they had a waitress come over to service while they're in. We got to go in their fancy schmancy uh, bar area they have. They have this place called the Vanguard. And uh, I don't know if you have to pay extra for that or not. I don't know why anyone would pay extra for that. Because it's, uh, it's just a bar. Is it? Like, oh, well, what's the what's the point? And, like, we didn't get drinks for free. We didn't get drinks for cheaper. It's just like, here, you can wander into this place. And maybe it's because there's less people. I don't really yeah, fucking know. You've been in the music industry, Jason. Tell me why anyone would fucking do that. <laughs> well, I was thinking of it more in relation to Sebastian Maniscalco. Uh-huh. Pays to get into some lounge at the airport. A fortune, I think it's just less people. Sure. And I, I mean, I get it. Like, if you're also like a famous guy like that, too, you just won't, don't want to be out on like the concourse really with everybody else. He's famous enough now that people can recognize him and they'll be like, oh my God, you're fucking Sebastian. I mean, if you're a dude who can sell out Madison, uh, Madison Square Garden a couple nights in a row, yeah, you're, you're famous enough. Yeah. Now, like, he's not like Brad Pitt famous or shit like that, but uh, he's pretty hot right now. He's fairly recognizable. <laughs> He's a character. I'm getting used to as uh, you know we listen to his podcast. Yeah. And he always says, tells stories, and he can often make himself the butt of his own story. Right. So like he had shared a story not that long ago where he was on holiday somewhere, and he went to some restaurant, and the paparazzi was there, and at some point he swelled up and thought, they must be here for me. Right. <laughs> And it ended right. up that Kanye was there. Uh, there's always going to be someone bigger than you in the room, everybody. There's always going to be someone bigger. So we actually didn't even realize uh, we could do all that shit until we got there. So it was, it was a nice surprise. I don't know why they gave me such uh, nice seats, but they did. I figured... You must do a hell of a job. I must do a hell of a job. I thought they would have just given us, like, last row or some shit like that. Like, I'm, To be perfectly honest, I was just happy to be in the room kind of thing. So I like... Tom a whole lot, and uh, you know he sold out two shows, so obviously he's getting pretty big as as well. So uh, the show went great. Jeff, Jeff Tate opened up for him, and uh, Jeff's out of Cincinnati, and uh, Tom is from Cincinnati. He likes to take uh, Cincy guys on the road with him, and uh, it was great. No, no, pro I'd never seen Jeff before, so it was good for me. And over you know these twelve years, fifteen years, I've been doing shit. Never seen Jeff. I don't know how that happened, but uh, it was good times. Tom was very funny. He's very dirty for those who uh, don't know cigar stuff. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's. My wife would probably tell me you do know him, but uh, I'm not great at names. So well, you might like he's been doing it a long time. He's like the buddy with Bert Kreischer That's and the, like the, Bert. the Bert two Kreischer of them. Shirtless dude. Yes, I, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Kreischer <laughs> either. He's fine. I I much prefer Tom over Bert. But they're good buddies, and so they'll do goofy videos, and they'll make fun of each other, whatever. I'm and looking Tom, him up as we're talking just to see if Tom does the uh, the podcast with his wife, Your Mom's House, which is a very popular podcast. I've I've listened to it occasionally. I recognize him seeing him. <laughs> it's a little too much. Well, Tom's never, he hasn't been in any movies. He's never been in TV shows. He's just like a comic. So it's not, 
he is the kind like Sebastian's been in some movies and stuff like that. He gets some heat that way. But uh, Tom, right now, currently, the Irishman. Currently, yeah, right, yeah, the Irishman. That shithole, fucking shit, fuck movie. But uh, so the show's over, right? Show's over. It was good time. We get up to leave, and then uh, we decide we'll wander into the Vanguard and, and have a drink before we get the hell out. So I'm sitting there with uh, Eric and Jeremy. And uh, Jeremy's husband, uh, Rico. And uh, we're just sitting talking. And, and Rico had never been to a comedy show before. So it's always interesting to me when I meet someone who's never, ever been to a show. Because most people probably live relatively close to a comedy club. Or a venue where people can... It's going to be a bigger theater. And someone like Sebastian or Jerry Seinfeld or Jim Gaffigan or some someone like that will come through. And they're like, oh, fuck, let's let's go see Jim Gaffigan. I like Hot Pockets or whatever. And then <laughs> and then you go see the show, right? So, But he had never seen a show. So he was um, very inquisitive as to how comedy worked. And, so he'd never even seen a special on TV. Well, he he had only he had seen stuff on Netflix. Okay, and he did comment on how how better it was, how much better it was in person. And and I'll tell everybody, I'm like, it live comedy for whatever reason, it's it's lightning in a bottle, and you can watch uh, your favorite comedian special on Netflix, whoever the fuck it is, Maria Bamford, Sebastian, whoever. And it's fine, and then you watch it again, it's the same shit. But when you go see a show live, like, there's always going to be something weird that happens. There's always going to be a connection that happens. There's going to be something goofy that happens. Like, with Tom, some drunk chick up in the balcony was yelling at him for a little bit. And, I mean, it was just weird, and he handled it fine. And then he ended up talking to a guy in the front row, and... It just, it was weird. It was great. It was in the moment. And that shit, you can never have in the moment stuff on television. Right. But one of the things I thought was funny with with Rico is he thought um, that comedians came up with everything off the top of their head. Like everything they did for the half hour, for the hour, whatever, was just he's making that shit up right there, right then. And I was like, no. <laughs> it's a script. Every every comedian has a script and they've worked out jokes. They've worked out their material. And that's why you don't like fucking hecklers. Because hecklers prevent you from doing your material. Like, no, a lot of guys don't mind hecklers because they know how to destroy and make fun of and make it in the moment. And that can be good. For sure it can be good. But a lot of times these guys are like... These are my jokes. Let me do my jokes and things will be fine, right? They're time. This is time-tested, true material. And uh, so if someone were able to make up a new hour, like every time they stepped on stage, they'd be the fucking greatest comedic genius of all time. They'd be the fucking marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is a show that I fucking watch and I'm astounded by because she's always doing new shit that she's never done before and it's always straight fucking killing. And that's, uh, that does, it doesn't work like that. So uh, it was interesting talking with him about that and just the ins and outs. And then he was kind of wanting to know how much guys got made. And, I, you know, I, I estimated that Tom probably made 15 to 20 grand on, uh, on that on Saturday night. That would be my guess. So he did two shows. They were both sold out. I think that venue sits like 1,000 people. Tickets were going at 40 bucks a pop. So... I think it's pretty easy estimate, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. 
Not bad for a night's work. You're a music <laughs> guy. Am I? Uh, would you know the shit if you had no. to guesstimate? No, no fucking clue. You're not the money man. No, well, we never got to where we. <laughs> oh, selling bigger venues oh, yeah, like that no, or whatever. No, no. So, <laughs> one of the things that I thought was funny though. Uh, was because Tom and Jeff are touring. They're going together at least on a couple dates. They had a, a, a tour bus, which I'm just like, it's just the fucking two of you. Like, what do you need a tour bus for? Like, to me, that seems like a waste of money. But then I'm thinking, all right, he just made 20 grand in a night. Well, yeah, he doesn't he's want probably to not too fucking Right. And I, well, he I mean, that's. to be able to stretch that, out, that's, play video games. That's part of the reason why he had the fucking uh, opening act do all the fucking driving. You have that, they do the driving, and they're <laughs> he your driver. Ride in a shotgun. That's how he that. wants to lay in the bed in the back. Uh, that's, that's how it was. So they, because they, um, he is uh, friends with Chad Daniels, who was working at uh, Dr. Grin's that night. And uh, so I figured out maybe he would just wander over the second show over to see Chad. But apparently they were just hopping in the bus and moving on. They were playing somewhere in Ontario, I guess, Sunday evening. So, But, uh, you know, it's great for him, man. I remember when he played at Dr. Grin's and I drove him around to do media. And then he had to do shoe shopping. It was his wife's birthday and he wanted to get some specific shoes. So I had to drive him over to... uh, the Rivertown Mall, because the only store that had these shoes that he needed was at the Rivertown Mall. So, kind of weird. He's a good dude. Good. I would recommend everybody go see uh, Tom Segura. Go check him out. So, uh, weird things happening in the news. Jason, did you see? It was kind of a big thing. It happened here in Grand Rapids, but it went viral. It's all over the country now, Jason. Oh, that uh, I probably missed it. Ki- well, no, uh, well, maybe, maybe not. But it was the kid who got adopted. Did you hear about that? Did nope. you see that? <laughs> what? Do you not turn on your television at any point? Um, this little kid, uh, kindergartner, he got adopted this past weekend, I guess. And uh, so what he did to celebrate he's getting adopted to celebrate he invited his whole kindergarten class to come to the uh the proceedings and watch him get adopted in front of the judge so for the judge to bang the gavel and go you now belong to these fucking idiots happy parent day if you're if you had a child in kindergarten and they got invited to the adoption ceremony at the yeah. courthouse. Would you take your kid to watch the other kid get adopted? I mean, it seemed like uh, it seemed like there were probably were other parents there of some of the kids. But I, to me, I almost thought in my brain, I just envisioned it as um, like a field trip kind of thing. Like, hey, oh, we're going to the zoo, okay. or we're going to the aquarium. All right. Then they we're going, do, to, but we're, they said, we're going to the courthouse. Yeah. Hey, yeah, if they said, hey, you bring your kid and you sit through this, I'd be like, kid, I ain't going. That sounds boring. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't know how... I imagine they're pretty quick, right? That these, these proceedings are pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, but you, I can't imagine you have a scheduled time. I mean, it's probably morning. And they're, 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 as someone who's had to go to court a whole lot, they have schedules and they oh, stick okay. to stuff pretty quick. Because right. I used I to imagine to... they say it's sometime between nine oh, and like noon. And... No, 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 no. <laughs> this is not the cable company because the judge on shit like that you crank through. Now, if it's like an actual trial and shit like that, I mean stuff like that can just like go out for hours for sure. But like hearings like this, you get X amount of time. Man. So there was uh, a couple times. When uh, I remember one time I got subpoenaed to go to court because there was a termination of parental rights happening. 
And uh, I had to go. And I was I was on the stand over an hour getting drilled by lawyers left and right about whether or not I thought the mom was competent enough to remain the child's parent. And, uh, I mean, that shit's always unnerving because you always feel like, oh, am I, am I saying the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? And you're just, you're just trying to present the facts, and that's all I tried to do. I wasn't trying to uh, add my opinion in any kind of way. It was always just like... These were the visitations. This is what happened during the visitation. This is how many times the mom visited and whatever. But kind of strange like that. But I imagine on something like this, because it is, it's pretty much cut and dry. There's no one's going to object to anything like that. No one's like, ah, these parents should not adopt this child. I do not find them sane. They're fuck faces. <laughs> so, yeah, that, see, now I would go for that. Like if shit like that happened, I would be at the courthouse every day. That would be amazing. That'd be fucking amazing. So it's a wonderful event. It's a great event. This little uh, five-year-old kid gets adopted by these people. He's now got his forever family. Like, I don't know if they were like his foster parents or how the fuck it worked, but all good in gravy, right? But here's here's where my asshole brain kicks in. Oh, boy. And um, you you don't know anything about, about what, what this was, but... Uh, but the uh, people who adopted this child were white. It was a white family, and this was a little African-American boy. Right. And so this white family is adopting this African-American boy, and I'm, it, it's a great thing, and I'm not saying it's a great thing, but I always get concerned or worried or wonder about if that's the right thing. Is it the right thing to have different uh, race adults adopt a different race child. Worked for Mr. Drummond and... <laughs> and the fucking uh, different strokes. The different strokes. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> what you talking about, Jason? <laughs> but, you know, so it's, Wait, it's, who was the mother in the, the Drummond household? Uh, there was no mom. I don't, I don't think he ever... I don't think he ever was married. It was. Uh, it but was they had from, the older sister. Right? There was the older sister. That was his biological was, child. She, that was his biological child, <laughs> uh, Dana Plato. I forget what her name on the show was. So was he a widower? But, or? Yes, he was a widower. I think. Oh, okay. I think his his wife died, and he adopted the kids because their mom was like his uh, housekeeper. So that's how he ended up like adopting them or whatever. So yes, for those who don't remember, we're talking about a show that happened in the seventies. <laughs> good, good old fucking crazy. Steve strokes. might have to go to Netflix to. They're all fucking catch up on that one. They're all dead, other than Willis. How strange is that? Willis is the one who had all those drug problems, and yet he remains alive. Mrs. So. Garrett, she dead. Oh wow, she dead. They're all dead. <laughs> all of them are dead. But um. Because you always talk like about like cultural shit, right? Like, so these white people clearly do not share like the same kind of like cultural experiences or expectations of like an African American family. So should adoption agencies look to have same race parents try to adopt same race kids? I guess you would say it's probably the ideal outcome, but you probably just go with what's available. Sure. Okay. Yeah, and I, and I get that's what it is. Like, it's much better to have kids adopted than remain in the foster care system or whatever, where they can bounce around or whatever. But it's just, 
I struggle with the fact because there's there's a woman that I know. She is a she is a foster parent, and she is foster parenting some African American kids. And you know, she's had numerous kids come and come and go in and out of her house. And so then it becomes like her trying to figure out some of like the African American culture and heritage and all that stuff because she doesn't want to preclude that from her kid's life. They, these people, it's kind of, most of them seem to have been like long-term fostering. And so like, I, I remember she told me like, she was trying to figure out how to like do their hair. Like they had, she had these African-American girls' hair and so their hair, clearly, clearly that's always a thing. Like their hair care is different than like uh, Caucasian people's hair. Like there's <laughs> much more stuff involved with it. And so I remember she was like asking people, like, "Hey, I'm a white woman. I've never had to deal with this horse shit." And uh, so, like, she was in like a Facebook group or, or whatever, and people were fucking like skewering her about it. Like they didn't think that she should know, I guess. And they're like, "What the fuck are you doing this for?" Da da da. da. Like she's just trying to do the right thing of like, you know. If, if my girl wanted to, like, braid her hair or do whatever or straighten the hair or whatever, like, I want to make sure that I'm doing it right, right? And so, but this is kind of the thing that, like, if you already had African-American parents, they probably would already know and you don't have to worry about shit like that. Does it make sense? You're staring at me like <laughs> yeah. you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I was about. thinking about the reverse. The black parents with the white. Guys. Well, then see that's the thing. I wonder what are white things that you, they have to be taught well, you to don't, do. You never see that, right? <laughs> do you ever see like an African American couple adopting like a white baby or a white kid? It doesn't happen. No. I want to see that happen. <laughs> I want to see. I just want to think of what the white, white, white things white kids would have to learn. They're like, hey, what's up with mayo? What the fuck do I need to do with mayo? I don't, you know, weird shit like that. I, you know, I don't know. I just weird stuff. So what's up with this crazy shit music? Why do white people like banjo so much? But it's just, it's just one of those oh things. Oh God, that reminds me. Uh-oh. I saw, we watched a movie over the weekend that I'd heard all along was a classic. Yes. Well, that was insane. Have you ever seen Harold and Maude? A long time ago. Is that the one about the old lady and the young kid yes. and the weird relationship? Yeah. I've seen it. It was such a long, long time ago. It's yes. just an insane movie. Yes. I thought it was going to be like a coming of life story where the kid, because the kid's depressed and yep. kind of keeps faking suicides at the start of the movie. Right. And he, his weird thing is he attends funerals. Right. He runs into this old lady there, and so I thought, okay, he's going to learn to be more positive in his outlook on life from this sure. lady. And he meanwhile, they end up... They <laughs> fought, didn't they? They fought! He is playing a banjo in it, too. May, the December romance. <laughs> the movie just ends. My wife had to remind me today on this we were riding home. I said, how did that stupid movie end the other night? <laughs> how did you even end up watching this movie? Um, well, that is... That's indicative of a bigger problem. Have uh -oh. you noticed the more choices we have... The less you give a shit about any of it? Yeah, the less there is to watch. Right, right. There's just so much stuff, but it's just garbage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so more and more now, and I've we've reached a point where we abandon shows, which we used sure. to watch shows through to the bitter conclusion. Lost was one where we right. watched the stupid show all the way through... But more now, I'm finding I could pull the plug. Right. Right. For instance, we started, we had watched 
all the seasons of House of Cards to the last season. We watched the first yeah. episode or two of I, the last season. I said, "Fuck this." I pulled. I pulled the plug pretty quick <laughs> on that. Yeah. We recently pulled the plug on The Walking Dead. Yeah, I stopped watching that too. Yeah. Forget the other one. But my point being, so often when we sit down now, I flip through things. I think everything looks mediocre at best. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, Peaky Blinders. We have been watching, and then we just turned on the first, the new season. And I said, "Fuck this!" Ten minutes into it. Fuck this shit. <laughs> well, I mean, so TV we're shows scrolling t- through, and I see on Amazon Prime for free. I see Harold Maughan. I'd heard of this movie. It came out times. in like the 70s, yeah. right? I'd heard of it numerous times. I said, have you ever seen this? And she said, no. I said, no, but I've heard of it. And I said, well, let's watch it. And then we watched the whole stupid thing. And I thought, after that, why did I watch this? Wow, it came out in 71. But, well, but why is it a is. classic? That's what well, boggled my mind. A lot of the movies that are classics are classics because in 1971 it was good. And so like, oh, it's fucking good, but d- d- does it, it hold up? There's no way that was objectively good in 71. Well, I, I would like to see, we watched, we did watch one kind of docuseries that's new on Netflix that gives you behind the story on some movies. I think Die Hard and Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. I said, I'd like to see the behind the scenes on this movie because how did they pitch this to the executives? <laughs> you know, we gotta have this depressed kid. He looks like he's about 17. He's, he's gonna, gonna meet a 79 year old lady. He's right, gonna right. fuck her. Then she's yeah. gonna kill herself. She kills herself. Spoiler alert. Oh man, why? I don't remember this. Yeah, she takes pills because she, she figured she would live to 80. And she and didn't want to live to 80. Enough. So on her birthday, she takes pills. <laughs> I do not remember this movie <laughs> at all. I know I watched it. Wasn't so it funny? It's to... like a comedy, though, isn't it? I thought it was a comedy. It, I would call it dramedy, I guess. A dramedy? Yeah. It, it, uh, it, it lacked as much comedy moments as sure. it would need to be considered purely a comedy. Right. But, so my point is, we keep watching things. Last right. night we watched some Andy Garcia, Vera Farmiga movie. Yeah, I'm not a fan of her necessarily. At Middleton, this couple meets when they 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 play hooky when they're taking their kids to like the tour of college. Uh-huh. And uh did you get through it? Oh, we made it through. That sounds I, awful. I, it was awful. <laughs> I'm getting to the point, Jason, where I'm getting old enough that I'm like I don't want to waste my time on shit. So if I'm finding something shit, I'm just going to pull the plug and I'm really Well, it was interesting. Oftentimes we'll look at each other 15 minutes in and we do a Thumb up, thumb in the middle, sure. thumb down. Yeah. Yeah. One of us is going thumbs down. It's that basically it's out. Get it out of here. I don't need well, that. For shit. some reason, we were still interested enough at 15 minutes, and then you get once you get a half hour or so into the movies, you have to buy it. Let me see this thing through to R- a better ride the conclusion. Sh- ride the shit out. Huh? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean that's something that happened with Jamie and I yesterday. We were watching a movie that neither of us had ever seen. We watched Holiday Inn. I was just trying to I find... I was going to mention that because that's one of my favorite Christmas movies because... I'm never watching it again. <laughs> You're never watching no! it again. I'm never watching Holiday Inn again. I, I, I mean, See, now, um, the one that's always on is White Christmas, but I think Holiday Inn is much better than White Christmas. The problem that I had with Holiday Inn is all of a sudden, here comes racism right in the middle of the movie. He's like, uh, for those who don't know, spoiler alert, on a movie that came out in the 40s. Uh, there, there. It's uh, Bing Crosby, and he's got this woman that he he uh, is an entertainer with him. She's a singer and dancer, 
And then he has this guy who's kind of like his rival, I guess. Fred Fred Astaire is his rival, and he's afraid that one of my, Fred uh, Astaire is going to come in and steal his girl away from right. him. One of my lines I say, there's often many things that I, movies that I repeat the lines. Sure. The classic is when somebody fumbles on a step, I always do from Groundhog's Day, watch out for that first step. All it's right. a doozy. It's a doozy. But Holly Inn has one of those lines, because did you notice the, what is this, a daisy chain? Right, yes, yes. What is this, a daisy chain? Which I don't even know what the fuck that means. I don't know. I have no clue what a daisy chain means, do you? I don't know what that means. I think it was a... I got uh, the gist. I think it was a pejorative term. <laughs> yes. Yes. Not, not a fan of black people nor the gays in the uh, early 40s. But uh, there's a scene where he's trying to hide his girl from Fred Astaire. And he's like, let's do this uh, act... In blackface. And everybody's and, in blackface. And everyone was in blackface. And they're singing this song <laughs> called Abraham. And it's about Abraham uh, saving black people from, from slavery. And the one lady who is black, she's kind of like the mammy black person, which I'm like her character. I'm like, what the fuck is this? But that uh, she even said something about. Abraham saved the darkies or something like that. I'm like going, can they fucking... Wait, the, the maid? The maid said oh, yeah, something the maid about is saving classic, the darkies. Where I've said before, that role oh, She's Aunt Jemima. Oh, I, yeah. I was just like, what is going on? And then when the girl comes out and she's got the blackface on, but she's got like weird blonde hair sticking out every which way. And she's got like the white lips on the black face. I was like... I'm looking at Jamie. I'm like, I don't... What the fuck is happening? we turn this movie off right now? Like, I don't understand what's going on. And that was the only scene that was like that. I'm like, why did you even keep that in there? Like, well, why did they think this. that was okay? <laughs> I will say this. And this is, an, an, it is not in defense of these people. Yeah, okay. But, <laughs> that being said, yeah. a generation ago, they thought that was... Oh, yeah. I mean, my dad grew up and they thought Al Jolson was the greatest. Right. Singer and he was constantly. This right. whole thing was blackface. Yes, <laughs> and I, and I get I get back then it was fine, but I'm like going, I'm sitting here watching it and I'm like not finding that to be entertaining in any kind of way. Like they could have done that whole act as like white people and it would have been well, like I always the same struggled with the understanding of Al Jolson. I still don't even quite get it because my dad went on about what a great singer this guy was. Mm. And then we turn him on on something, and he's he's a white guy, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's always in blackface. Right, right, right. And I remember saying at the time, why? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I I still don't understand why he was constantly in blackface. Did, did he sounded black? I guess. I, I, I don't know. I don't know much about the history of Al Jolson. Yeah. yeah it's I all very like strange. All right, go talking because... The other thing with that is just imagine how would you want to be in blackface all the time? Fuck no. I mean, yeah, even if it was socially acceptable, you have to, yeah. All over It'd be face. like, I don't want to be kissed either because I wouldn't want to put that makeup oh, on all the time. Fuck <laughs> no, it was gross. So it was just, it was so weird to me. And I don't know, it just, the characters were so weird of uh, the relationship between uh, Bing Crosby, who apparently is a racist and a child beater. Uh, <laughs> Him and Fred Astaire, like, they're supposed to be buddies and co-workers, but then they're trying to steal each other's girls. Uh, I thought that was very weird, too. It was it was kind of misogynistic, in a way, and, like, they didn't want the one girl... Bing Crosby didn't want the one girl to succeed and get kind of, like, the Hollywood uh, fame that she could have. 
And then Fred Astaire, he just wanted her because, like, oh, she's going to make my uh, career continue to go at a great pace. So just it was just very odd. Very odd. I don't think I'll watch it again. <laughs> See, that's what I routinely watch, but... I would rather watch like God. A, Al Jolson, get, here's facts. Uh-oh. He was dubbed the world's greatest entertainer at the peak of his career. Which was when? The twenties. That must have been because he died in 1950. Mm. His performing style was brash and extroverted, and he popularized many songs that benefited from his shamelessly sentimental, melodramatic approach. He was in the 1920s. He was America's most famous and highest paid entertainer. Al Jolson. Uh, do not Google him, everybody. You're probably going to get on a list somewhere. <laughs> You're going to be on, uh, who, what is it, the Southern Poverty Law Center? You're going to be on some fucking uh, list, a hate, hate crime list down there. So. He has been dubbed the king of blackface performers. Yep. A theatrical convention since the mid-19th century awful with his dynamic style of singing jazz and blues he became wild widely successful by extracting traditionally african-american music and popularizing it for white american audiences who were otherwise not receptive to the originators just another hack despite his promotion and perpetuation of black stereotypes his work was sometimes well regarded by black publications and he has sometimes been credited for fighting against black discrimination on Broadway. By having a white guy dress up as a black guy? Like, it's weird to me how, like, back then he could be seen as, like, a champion. But in today's day and age, he would be condemned and he'd be on the canceled culture. Yeah, in an essay in 2000, music critic Ted Goya remarked, If blackface has a, its shameful poster boy, it is Al Jolson. Al Jolson! <laughs> Oh, here's a section performing in blackface. Oh, Jesus. Is it going to show pic- Does it show pictures oh, yeah. of him? Oh, yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah. It's just fucking... It <laughs> just, looks like a lunatic, That's man. why when my father first showed it to me, I said, he looks insane. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't look... I mean, it'd be one thing if you were trying to look like a black person. Right. You know, like Soul Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> the 80s movie. Right. Yeah, even that movie. But, like, could they make, could they remake that movie now? <laughs> Fuck, no, they couldn't. <laughs> but to have that with those, the for the audience out there, the lips are white and enormous. Oh, yeah. He, I, I don't understand why. <laughs> I don't, why are they white? Yeah, that's what I've never I seen a black guy with white I lips. Thought, I thought, what the hell is this? It's it's not it is ungood is what it is. So, but sticking with the Christmas stuff, this is another news story that maybe you might have missed. Um, there was something being sold in Walmart on the Walmart Canada's website. Apparently, you can do it in Canada, maybe not here. But they sold a, a sweater, a Christmas sweater, and you know how like they have all these dumb like ugly Christmas sweaters, and it's just right. it, pretty much now I think most of them are just kind of goofy. And they aren't necessarily ugly, but uh, you would still wear them, but they're just dumb or whatever. So there was this one in... Have you heard about the story yet? No. No? Okay. So there was this one where they had Santa uh, on it. So, all right, all right, it's pretty good. It's a blue sweater, though, which I don't quite understand that. And Santa, it looks like he's sitting at a couch, and there's a table in front of him. And on the table, uh, it looks like there's... Three lines of blow. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, let it snow. 
And it's just this goofy picture of Santa. And with three lines, everybody was losing their fucking minds about it, right? They're well, like, this is oh, gonna, my God. This surprisingly is going to correlate with our Al Jolson story. Sure. Because I think in a generation, people are going to go, what the fuck was everybody wearing the ugly sweaters for? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Sure. Because yep. I remember seeing on Shark Tank... One of the things that one of the people invested in was an ugly sweater business. At the time we saw this episode, I thought, what on earth? Like, how long can that last for, right? Like, five years, everybody goes, all right, we're done. Right? I would think, I don't understand his popularity to begin with, I guess. I I totally, that one I missed the boat on. Here's the I missed the boat on blackface. I missed the boat on, on the ugly sweater. On the ugly sweater. Well, here's here's the description of the sweater on right. the website. <laughs> we all know how snow works. It's white, powdery, and the best snow comes straight from South America. <laughs> Read the online product description. The bad news for jolly old Saint Nick, who lives far away in the North Pole. That's why Santa really needs to savor the moment when he gets his hands on some quality grade A Columbia snow. He packs it in perfect lines on his coffee table and takes a big whiff to smell the high-quality aroma of the snow. It's exactly what he needs to get inspired for Christmas Eve. So people were just losing their fuck. I, I can't lie. I would buy this fucking. Butter. I was just gonna say that one makes sense to me because it's funny. I, if I'm going with if I'm gonna accept the premise that everyone's wearing an ugly sweater, I'm gonna go ugly and offensive. Yes. Where the laugh is that it's just that offensive. Yep. So clearly, the risque uh, sweater understandably raised some eyebrows, prompting Walmart to issue an apology and pull from their site. Because apparently what it is, is there's third-party sellers, kind of like you can do that on Amazon. And apparently you can do that on Walmart as well. So you can just sell, like, weird shit through their site, and they probably get a little cut from it. I can tell you, if they sent it to me and I worked in the Walmart store, I Uh probably wouldn't even notice it anyways. Because if I was in charge of putting out the ugly sweaters... One ugly sweater looks just like another ugly sweater. They all just blend together. Yeah. I don't own... Well, actually, I do. I have an ugly sweatshirt. And I wouldn't even call it an ugly sweatshirt. It's just, like, pictures of cats wearing, like, Santa Claus hats. <laughs> and that's... I think my mom gave it to me. And so that that's what it is. So that's my ugly sweater. Which, I, I mean, I think... I, I like shit like that. I think it's goofy. So now I need to go and find this... Uh, cocaine snowman sweater and purchase for myself and his eyes are dilated like a motherfucker on this thing so uh i think it's funny look at his eyes it's all they're all black look at that i like that the picture of the podcast i personally i love it i don't know why people have uh are all bent out of shape it isn't like uh he's like hey go fuck some kids I'm Santa yeah, Claus. you said it wasn't even in the store it's just on their online yeah it's stuff. on their online stuff so, so how yeah. did it, yeah who's taking the time to complain about this some fucking snowflake <laughs> some libtard snowflake getting their panties in a bunch about cocaine uh sooner or later we're gonna have medicinal cocaine it's gonna happen we're gonna have medicinal cocaine and we can buy that at walmart <laughs> <laughs> uh when you uh when you text people jason when you're texting on your phone and you're texting your wife or whoever do you use emojis at all? Um, very, not very often. And if I do, it's one. It's it's always one of the faces, like a it's, smiley face, just to denote this was a joke or something. I'm not I'm not a big emoji dude. Right. I like if I do one, it's usually like the thumbs up. Yeah, because there's a thousand million of them, and I just don't care. So when someone sends you like a stream of like 
ambulance, eggplant, uh, chimpanzee, or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know what the fuck this yeah, means, no, or whatever. I'm words. too damn old. Uh, please speak English too. I have about six different of the basically faces that I might use, and sure. it's because I often am sarcastic, so I put a smiley face at the end of it just to denote that wasn't a serious yes. remark. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I tell someone to, like, go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I say, this makes yeah, me like, blow my brains face. out. I better yeah. put a smiley face on it yeah. so I don't... Go kill yourself, <laughs> bitch. have a gun. <laughs> oh, fuck. God damn, he's coming over to kill me. But the problem is, um, emojis started in Japan. And so the, the meaning of the emoji when it was created in Japan often uh, is different from what you and I might think of what it is. Well, this this is a good topic in that I think people send them and they have some type of meaning, and I you sure. have to be aware of whether your audience knows the emojis. Sure. Because I don't know what they mean when you're sending them. Yeah. Them. I have one buddy who does send. There'll be five or six of them at the end of a text. I think they're supposed to mean something, but I don't have a clue. Sure. <laughs> I mean, never in a million years would I have figured out that eggplant is supposed to mean penis. Yeah. Like, no, I not, well, how the fuck am I supposed to know? Why are you sending me eggplants? I don't know what this means. Well, that's supposed to mean cock. Like, I, I never would have figured out. My, my dick's supposed to look like an eggplant? I don't think that's how it works. So they, uh, this one website, they gave us uh, 10 emoji meanings that are probably things that we don't think of what they are. Like... The common one that I saw, uh, where was it? It's the hands together, you know? And this? yeah, the hands together like, like that. that. And like, I always thought when I saw it, uh, that it was praying, right? They were yeah. praying hands, because that's what it looks like, right? And it says, in the Western world, this is usually seen as a person praying. Uh, people, people often use it when pleading or to express a desire for something. What it means, what it actually means is in Japan, Folded hand gesture says please and thank you. So it's not at all far from what please? most people think it means. Thank you. Some speculate that this emoji was originally That's a right. high five. That's racist to use it in that way because you imagine. That's right. right away I went through an Asian voice. I'm please. Oh. <laughs> you fuck. Are you Al Jolson? Are you in yellow face right now? So yeah, some people thought it meant high five too. And I'm like, I'm, when I look at that, I don't think high five. To me, it looks like prayer like people praying hands like i'm praying that you fucking die or some shit like that right uh there's ones with the open hands have you seen that one the ones that look like that i have not no they one sent me that like, so far they kind of look like it looks like i'm about ready to cup your buttocks uh right it almost <laughs> looks like maybe birds flying kind of thing so what people think it means two open hands can be interpreted in a lot of ways sometimes you'll see this one used to convey the fluttering hand movement Common in jazz dance performances, like jazz hands, because that's. I was just going to jazz Jolson had those, and then his yeah. face come on. Fucking Al Jolson. <laughs> everything's going back to Al Jolson. Uh, what it actually means is, jazz is they look. The hands are meant to express openness, as if someone are inviting you to hug. See, no, I would don't, not look at open hands. That, and don't go send that to me. No, I'm not going to send that to you. Uh, how about the one with the nail polish? You probably wouldn't get that, but maybe girls get that more. I've never seen that one. <laughs> Uh, what most people think is with the information desk Glam it up, emoji. bitch. <laughs> Jesus. People use the nail polish emoji to express sass or I'm better, prettier than you attitude. Uh, what it actually means, it's just a woman's hand painting her nails pink with polish. Nothing more, nothing less. Are right, you so bored, man. I'm painting my I'm nails. I'm just painting, painting my nails. <laughs> Pretty stupid. 
Pretty stupid. <laughs> What's there was the, a roasted sweet potato. No, if I'm looking at that, that I'm not even, like an acorn to me or something. I don't see sweet potato. I don't like know a what drum. the fuck that is. <laughs> like it a looks, bongo. <laughs> looks like the tip of someone's penis was cut <laughs> off. I don't know what the fuck that is. It's weird. What does that mean? Uh, I gotta hit this button here. Uh, what most people think, uh, there are a lot of food emoji, and this is one of the strangest of the bunch. It looks like a sort of a nut to most people. Uh, but in Japan, it actually is a roasted sweet potato harvested during fall in Japan. They sometimes have purple skin, as seen in this emoji. But why the fuck would you send that to anybody? What does that mean? Here's a roasted look sweet while potato. I'm talking at what emojis are on my. Oh god, there's there's so goddamn yeah, many. That's the other thing I've noticed is just a ton of them. Sure. Uh, the astonished face, you've probably seen that one. I've always assumed it's like someone's drunk, right? It looks like a dead person. Yeah, he drank he, too much alcohol dead, and he died. He's dead, he's drunk, something. He's got the X's over his eyes. And so they oh, say, Jesus. uh... Whatever I pulled up there, I could have an N emoji. You don't want that. I don't want it. Uh, this emoji has two X's for eyes, and a lot of people interpret that as someone who is to be dead or dying. Yeah. The dizzy face emoji is almost identical to this one, but features no upper teeth. So what it actually means, the astonished face emoji actually has nothing to do with death, but if you want to express shock uh, and astonishment, use it. On the other hand, if you're dizzy, use the nearly identical dizzy emoji face. Jesus. It might not make a whole lot of sense, but that's just how they were tell me what you are Whatever you're trying to tell me, just tell me. Sure. <laughs> that's my rule. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please use your adult words. There's the uh, See No Evil Monkey. Oh, I can't even on this new phone. I don't even know where to get fucking emojis. See No Evil Monkey there? You seen that one? No, no one's mm -hmm. used that on me. Uh, most people think that this suggests a cutesy oops expression. People commonly use this emoji to express embarrassment in an amusing way. What it actually means, as its name suggests, this monkey is covering its eyes to see no evil. As in the See No Evil, Hear No Evil, Speak No Evil proverb. That's why this one has two other cohorts. That's just fucking dumb. That's, emojis are dumb. Stop using them, everybody, please. <laughs> Stop fucking using them. So, all uh, right. Did uh, did you do the ice bucket challenge a couple of years ago, Jason? No, no, when that happened? No, thankfully nobody bothered me with that. No one bothered you with that. I did. I got bothered. People had me do it, and um, the guy who inspired it, uh, he passed away today. He was uh, 30, 34 years old. Apparently, he uh, contracted ALS, the Lou Gehrig disease, when he was 27. So he lived seven years with it, man. Oh, that's what it started. See, it got so carried away that I didn't even know why people were doing it. Oh, for for the ALS, the Lou Gehrig's? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know there was a good cause behind it. Yeah. Originally, I just thought, why is every stupid person doing this? That was right. Well, it was very dumb. And it made me after go a while, all right, we're all dumping ice water on each other, but how the fuck is this helping anybody, right? Unless, yeah, what was the premise? You had to do it or... You do it, and then you challenge someone else to do it, and then you're supposed to donate money to ALS. Was there a known amount? Was there even a known uh, mechanism? I mean, it was up to you. I mean, I don't know if there was like a GoFundMe site or if you just go to their website. I can't remember. How often do you think I don't that? even know if I donated. Yeah, I was just going to say, how often do you think? I think people just... They just did it. lost its meaning. Other than sure. People just wanted to... It was just not another dumb viral video thing. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people did it straight. Like, I remember I dumped it down my pants. Like, I didn't dump it over my head. <laughs> 
I just dumped it in my pants. So it was a cold, cold day. But the guy died, Peter Freights. He was the one who inspired people to do it. He was a former baseball player at Boston College, diagnosed in 2012 with the disease. The Ice Bucket Challenge was a viral social media phenomenon where participants challenged friends to film themselves dumping cold water on their head or to donate to ALS research. Uh, and why did it viral. lose its momentum? Well, you can only do it so much. <laughs> Apparently it said it generated millions of dollars. So, I mean, I guess it was a positive thing in that capacity, but there you fucking go. It's, it's weird, like, what can go viral. Like, what is... Like, me doing some of the social media stuff for some places, always, they want me to come up with these ideas to make, like, viral videos or whatever. And I'm like, you don't seem to understand the concept. That's sort of like a flash-in-the-pan kind of thing. Like, I mean, who would have thought that people dumping ice water on their heads would have caught on and have been as viral as it well, was? Well, let's go back. Let's date ourselves. Okay. And go back, because there was a period of time when it was very popular to put your friend in jail. Do you remember this? Uh-uh. What is this? It was something where you got arrested by some group, purportedly arrested, uh-huh. and you had to get some kind of donations or something to oh, get out of it. Sure, 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 sure. sure. I mean, this preceded the internet. This was right. early 90s or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And that would always be for charity, and you'd have right. to raise the bail or whatever. Uh, yes, It's exactly. $200 bail to yeah. get me out of jail. Yes, yes, I do remember that. So, yep. Yep. So there we go. So uh, he's dead. Uh, This caught my eye in the news only because I couldn't believe how much this thing cost. But uh, here in uh, West Michigan, in Marne, Michigan, good old Marne. If you've ever been there, there's no reason to fucking go to Marne. There is a speedway there, but pretty much other than that, there's no reason to go to fucking Marne. But uh, there was a hardware store, I guess, and uh, they had uh, stump grinders stolen from. They had three of them stolen. Those are probably expensive. Okay. Well, <laughs> see, in my brain, when they're like, because uh, the, the article was, uh, Marnthy steel stump grinders valued at X amount of dollars. And, uh, well, how much do you think they are? Are they ones you have to pull, you have to have a trailer to pull it? I don't know. I guess somewhere around two grand. You're not close. Uh, they were valued at thirty thousand dollars each, and I was like, "What? See what this is? Stump grind? So that's ninety thousand dollars <laughs> in stump my, grinders." I have my Google. And there's Al Jolson. There's Al Jolson. It's good. Make that. Make that your fucking uh, your screen picture or whatever. When you look. I got well, fucking Al Jolson here. My picture with it. There you go. My, Al uh, instead of an, an emoji or whatever. So, Let somebody get some message from Jason. I'll have Al go. Hey, it's <laughs> But they're thirty thousand dollars each, grinding stumps. So I went and I'm like, "What does a thirty thousand dollar stump grinder look like?" So I did. I went to their website. The it's Vermeer, V E R M E E R dot com. And this motherfucker, I mean, it does, it looks like a bulldozer. But, I mean, it's not anything like you ride. It's like you're behind and it does have tracks on it like a oh, like yeah, a I tank. guess they probably did have, I had a stump ground at our house and they probably did and, have uh, a tool like that. But I, didn't pay. I wasn't doing my sneaky looking at them as closely uh, as I do nowadays with my tinted window. 
Yeah, Jesus. The guy who is operating this stump grinder, he's wearing a fucking helmet. It's got he's got like a hockey helmet on. And I'm like, what is what is happening here? So it made me go, like clearly this had this had to have been like an inside job, right? Because when you go Well that's why I said you would you would have to have Yeah, you'd have to have like a truck, a U-Haul, yeah, trailer, something to take these things away. Like I can't even imagine like you're gonna have to turn that on to move it, right? Like I don't think you can you can't just push that fucking thing, right? Oh, heck yeah, no way. <laughs> that thing's, I mean, that thing's got to weigh like a thousand pounds or something. So it isn't even anything like these dudes could like pick up or anything like that. It's just crazy. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't go there and just on a lark take that. Sure. <laughs> and they stole three! Three! So it had to have been a big fucking trailer or a big fucking like U-Haul truck or some shit. Like, you have amazing. to be motivated to have them too. Yeah, what the fuck are you going to do with stunt grinders? Like you got to have your own <laughs> but, business, uh, but, right? Well, yeah, well that's what I was going to say. You can't go somewhere around here and use and not think you're going to get spotted. So you'd have to almost be from Illinois or something. Right. Right. Trailing them back there, and that way nobody else, if anybody noticed them, said, Hey, that says Martin Hardware on it. Oh, yeah, I bought some villains, man. Bought some, got myself some new stump grinders. But you can't go one town over from Martin and be running your stump grinding business. I think they're going to get away with that. All of a sudden, you see signs for stump grinding. (laughs) Hey, stump grinders, man. That's fucking horrible. So, was there any outcome? No, I mean, it pretty much was just like, this happened uh, Friday evening to Saturday morning is when it happened. They and released how much each? $30,000. So they claiming $90,000? $90,000. This strikes me as an insurance fraud. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's got to be like an inside job. It says here that police say the lock was cut on the gate to the property, and the suspects loaded three stump grinders into a vehicle and left. So there must have been, there must have been video of some kind. This is like heat. Where they were breaking into the that's right <laughs> the, yeah. the big plant to steal the equipment to break into the bank steal all this shit it's just it's weird to me too like farm equipment like that it's just crazy how much stuff like that costs like those big like threshers and whatever else that these farmers fucking use like when I'm delivering dipping dots in the country and I just see all this equipment like. Someone's like $100,000 for this fucking tractor. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, see, this is why I don't like doing... I do insurance, but I don't like to do farm insurance because uh-huh. I always feel ignorant if I'm out at a farm and the guy points at it and says, I don't need that insurance. And I think, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't... What is that? I don't know. You're going to have to give me a ride. He's like, come on, boy. That's a, that's a combine there. I don't know what this shit is. <laughs> Weird shit. So if uh, if you guys stole a stump grinder, let me know. I want in on your business. <laughs> I want in on your business. You got shit for free. Uh, more power to you. So if you got the equipment to haul stuff away, there's a toilet well, outside. Yeah, yeah. I, need, I still gotta get rid of it all the way. <laughs> I'm gonna get rid of it tomorrow. I think. So. Oh boy. I'm gonna get rid of that shit. All right, so we got to do. We got to update the brackets. Oh God, I took. A, I have to acknowledge the bracket. What's I that? took an ass whooping. Oh, uh, <laughs> I may have taken the worst ass whooping in history. It was. Uh, I think your uh, your song did get beat. So um, did get beat. <laughs> well, let's let's go through the shit here. Uh, I think my song got annihilated. <laughs> uh, the grown up Christmas. Uh, versus fuck you if you don't like Christmas. The Grown Up Christmas was a Kelly Clarkson song. Kelly lost. Kelly lost. Do you know what it was? 
offhand? You want to take a guess if you don't know? It was like 60-40. Last yeah, 61-39. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson gone. Uh, Christmas Cannon from uh, Trans-Siberia Orchestra versus uh, Nothing for Christmas. Oh, Which boy. was a little Sugarland? I think that was a Christmas uh, Trans Siberian one. Trans Siberian, sixty six percent. Jeez, I just go, I just went with that one because I thought the worst song won. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Well, I, I still I, that was one song I didn't listen to. I did not listen to Nothing for Christmas. I think that your wife suggested that one. I think Nothing for Christmas. I think someone did, or maybe no, that was Dubious. Melinda maybe. <laughs> uh, Silent Night by Mercy Me versus Merry Christmas Baby by Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. Uh, 63% of the vote. And you know what I thought was weird? These are closer votes than I imagined they would be. What I thought was weird was they recommended this Merry Christmas Baby by Bruce, which I had to go listen to because I'm like, I don't don't think I've ever heard it. And no one suggested uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce. I didn't think about that until later. That's a great song. I love that song. Claire, it's going to be good. Santa's going to bring you new sacks for Christmas. (laughs) I fucking love that song. (laughs) Uh, thank God it's Christmas uh, versus Joy to the World. Oh, joy. Joy to the World won 63% of the vote. The classic there, classic. Uh, Underneath the Tree, Kelly Clarkson song versus uh, Christmas to Remember. Uh, well, she needed one win. Give it to Kelly. Yeah, oh, Kelly won 56% wow. of the vote. Uh, who put the stomping rump? Versus uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, God. Stump and Rump. Rudolph won. Oh, Classic Rudolph. Won. Classic won. 69% of the vote. Uh, Merry Christmas from Family versus uh, Christmas Time of Year. That was uh, Merry Christmas from Family. It was by Robert Earl Keane. And Christmas Time of Year was by Green Day. Jesus. Keane. Uh, Green Day won Green 71% Day. of the votes. Well, Jesse's buddy at least uh, won. How about <laughs> uh, Jingle Bell's Bark by Dogs versus Home by Blake Shelton? Oh, God, I want the dogs to win. <laughs> the dogs did win 67% of the vote. And I was trying to, uh, I, I tweeted a lot of the, the singers, like Blake Shelton, Kelly Clarkson. Nobody fucking. Uh, yeah, I, I reached out Nothing. to Jesse and there was no reaction. Nothing. <laughs> Uh, Rock Around the Christmas Tree versus uh, Christmas is All Around by Billy Mack. Oh, Rock Around the Christmas Tree. That destroyed the song by Billy Mack. <laughs> I like the Billy Mack song. I do song. like the Billy Mack song. 86% of the vote. Uh, I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas uh, versus uh, Father Christmas by the Kinks. Jesus, no idea. I tweeted at the Kinks. They didn't fucking listen. They could have won. They lost. 59 to 41%. I like that song, man. I like like Father Christmas by the Kinks. Uh, What Child Is This versus uh, the Child Beater, Bing Crosby song, White Christmas. Oh, Bing, the Child Beater won. Child Beater whooped that child. They whooped that What Child Is This. That's a beaten child. That's what that is. 76% of the vote. Uh, this is yours right here. Walking in a winter wonderland versus oh, fairy tale. like ninety something. Ninety-four percent walking in a winter wonderland. I, I probably, does it show how many people voted? Thirty-two people voted. Uh, so. I probably rounded up every individual vote that voted for yeah. Jesse. <laughs> I I think it's probably just because people don't know the song. Yeah, although there might be a backlash against Jason. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. I had I had a great debate with myself. Oh, did you? Or if I could, or if I come in raging, uh-huh. I'd say I'm gonna send me your address if you voted against. I'm gonna deliver you a lump of coal and a black eye to match. You get something, but 
I said, other I could be magnanimous and just sing the just winning song on. for the crowd. Walking in a winner wonderland. <laughs> I got the lyrics. Uh, this was this one I thought was going to be closer than it was. Uh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, versus Santa Baby. Mean one. Yep, Grinch won 63% of the vote. I thought it would have been a lot, a lot closer. Uh, please come home for Christmas versus uh, Christmas is the time to say I love you. Jesus, who are these artists? Uh, the Eagles, please come home for Christmas, and Christmas is the time to say I love you is Billy Squire. Ooh, Eagles versus Squire. Yeah. I'm go Eagles. Eagles won 73% of the vote. I was pissed. I love Billy Squire. God <laughs> damn it. Motherfuckers. Uh, Silver Bells versus Blue Christmas by Elvis. Uh, Elvis. It was. It was Elvis. That was, this was the closest one. 53% of the vote. On the Elvis one? Yep. Oh, wow. And then the uh, very last one, uh, the number one seed, uh, Christmas All Over Again by Tom Petty versus uh, Dominic the Donkey. Dominic. Dominic the Donkey oh, won. Oh, man, 69%. I called it. I didn't actually tell My wife only told me, like, two of the votes. Yep. Nine and one of the other ones she told me. But. So this will be the new matchup. Uh, Dominic the Donkey versus uh, Fuck You If You Don't Like Christmas. Ooh, that's a close one. Yeah, two, two kind of uh, goofy songs. Uh, please come home for Christmas by the with, Eagles. I'm gonna go with "Fuck You." Go I back. think it, if people listen, people "Fuck like, You" is a good song. People just like this. People will like just the idea. Of fuck they just you. like saying "Fuck You." <laughs> uh, please come home for Christmas by the Eagles versus uh, "Christmas Cannon" by your favorite band, uh, Transiberia Orchestra. <laughs> I think "Christmas Cannon" is gonna win. Uh, "Blue Christmas" by Elvis versus "Merry Christmas Baby" by Bruce Springsteen. We won that one. Elvis, because everybody loves to do this. I, I, would, I would go with Elvis, too. He stole a lot from the black people, too, like Al Jolson. He, just never, he never wore blackface that I'm aware of. 20, if he'd been born 20 years early, we would, our right. images of Elvis would be blackface. Right. Uh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, versus Joy to the World? Mean one. Yeah, Grinch, Grinch. Grinch is going to take that. Grinch think, could win the I whole Grinch thing. I think Grinch is going to get at least in the top four, I yeah, think. That, that was the final four. Uh, Walking in the Winter Wonderland <laughs> versus Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. Oh, now I'm going all in on walking. I learned my lesson. I, I think Walking in the Winter Wonderland is going to win, too. I don't know the Kelly Clarkson song. so uh, White Christmas by uh, Bing Crosby versus Rudolph. Ooh. Kid beater. Kid beater. See, I was going to go Rudolph. I think Rudolph, Rudolph's going to be in the semis, I think, going to get to the top four. Uh, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas versus Christmas time of year by Green Day. I don't know. I have to go for Green Day just to listen there. I think the hippo's going to win. buddy. I think the hippo's <laughs> going to win, man. I'd almost give them the curse of death to say they're Jesse's buddy. Yeah. But Billy Joe and Jesse are in a band together, so. Are they? Yeah. yeah. Well, the go. Finger. The very last one, number eight versus number nine, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee versus Jingle Bells, sung by dogs. Uh, no one in our audience? No one in our audience. Dogs. I would probably say Jingle Bell Dogs, but I'm hoping Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. That'd be my guess. So we're down to the final 16. I will post that uh, later tonight. So, uh... I think I'm done unless you got something you want to talk about, Jason. Well, yeah, let's talk about these facts. Let's talk about this pet info. Oh, that's right. I forgot. And the yeah, way this came to my attention yes. was I was flipping through my Facebook feed yes. over the weekend and up came a video saying, We're so sorry to see little Bub is gone. I thought, Who the fuck is little Bub? And why uh -huh. do I care? Oh, it's the cat. It was the goofy cat. 
You know it, my wife knew it. When I said to the, when she looked at my article tonight, she said, Hi, little bubs died. <laughs> if I didn't, if you were just going, Hey, little bubs died, I'd have been like, I don't know who the fuck that is. But like, I, I knew, I saw the thing. It's the cat that had the goofy face, the tongue sticking out. The cat that had an extra chromosome or whatever. So, yeah, couldn't yes. close his mouth or right. something. Something something was wrong with that his cat. His tongue was always hanging out due to genetic yeah. anomalies. Fetal alcohol cat. <laughs> his mom drank a lot when she was pregnant. Uh, you want to make yourself sad. Yes. Because you strive to get followers. Yes. Guess how no, many... I, I don't, I don't want to know how much fucking bugs the cat Guess had. Guess how many Facebook followers Lil Bob had. A uh, hundred thousand... No, you're not even in the gumball game. Oh, a million? <laughs> it's getting warmer. What? Uh, 2.4 million oh followers. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I get it. Crazy cat lady. <laughs> or no, 2.4. No, the 2.4 Instagram. 3 million on Facebook. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I Stuff like that, it it makes me angry. It's a, like grumpy cat. I can't even imagine. Well, that's, that's why, as I was reading through the article, yeah. grumpy cat was the other one referenced. Yes. Grumpy cat had, uh, the owner of grumpy cat brought a, was awarded in 2018 $710,000. Uh-huh. For what? And damages for violation of image rights after a co- after a coffee company used pictures of Grumpy's face without authorization. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Tra- it was trademarked or registered or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Just I before know. her death, Little Bub started campaigns advertising clothing and coffee for Black Friday sales. Yep. Oh God. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to do shit with Wean Dog, but because she never shuts up and barks at everybody, <laughs> what, then I'm what? just gonna have. What astounded me about it is, obviously, then the owners are making mint off of these pets. Oh, sure, yeah. So then you oh, got to yeah. be in a panic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, little Bob's owner. Little it Bob's, is a sad day for little Bob's the, owner. The meal ticket is gone. He's got to get a fucking job. They'll never find another retarded cat again. <laughs> Grumpy cat's dead too. I should have. I should have saved little Bernice. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> the, fucking... We should have made it. We should have made it the elemental podcast mascot. That thing would be eclipsing us in popularity for sure. (laughs) I get it. I'm gonna ride that cat's coattails. (laughs) It's weird to me when they have all of these things like that. Like I'm sure you could go on Instagram. There's gonna be some fucking duck. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's fucking uh, Doug the Duck or whatever," and it's gonna have a million followers and it's just this white duck and they take pictures of it and there you go. Everyone's like, oh, I love Doug the Duck. I'm, I'm amazed because, you know, if like, we will sometimes sit and watch these fail forest videos where it's always people doing stupid things. Right. And even that, I get a little nauseous with myself if I do it for too long. Right. But if there's like, a, if I went to a cat video on YouTube, yeah, I might watch one and as soon as we started the second one, I'd be like, okay, that's enough cat videos. Yeah, you can only handle so many cat chasing the laser pointer. Yeah, so how? I don't, and I don't quite understand how these animals become that popular. Just how it works, man. People love animals. They love their cats. They love their dogs. They love their retarded cats. Well, you do dogs. have to share the photo. Oh, the big picture? Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. going to have to put up two photos for the podcast. 
What was you going to be your photo? Oh, your photo is going to be the Santa. The Santa's. The Santa's <laughs> I was going to be Al Jolson right. and Blackface. Oh, fuck. I am, I am not doing that. I will get tagged and booted from Facebook <laughs> if I put a picture of Al Jolson up. I'm not going to do that. Well, we have to share the photo of the 17 animals in a portrait yeah. because I'm just astounded uh, oh, just, by... Just to call it a portrait makes me want to... <laughs> yeah, makes me want to puke. That makes me nauseous. But uh. the amount of human effort to... Pull that photo off. Sure. Astonishes me. Well, the the amount of human effort just to have fucking oh, yeah. seventeen well, that, pets. That's... Sorry, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy for having six, let alone seventeen. It's it's tw- let alone when you look at this photo. Some of the cats look yeah. identical. You right. can't say, well, I always, I always want, I always wanted a Persian. Uh, you got four of the this, same fucking cat. This lady, or I'm assuming it's yeah, a lady, oh, yeah. had a. Uh, she has a fetish for black cats because yeah, she's got like six black cats, one uh, long haired and one like calico. So yeah, and then like eighteen dogs. So yeah, that's just crazy to me. But yeah, I'm more astounded that she was just able to get them all to sit there in an, in for a picture. Oh yeah, and they're all looking at the camera, so you know just the number of photos you had to take to pull this off. She must have fucking drugged them or something. There's no fucking way. She put a sedative in their fucking alpha. That's all I can think about. So well, yeah, what was she holding to get everybody to stare? Piece of cheese. Look at this cheese. Cheese. All right, well that's the podcast then. I guess uh, Jamie didn't make it in time. Whatever, that's fine. Uh, Thursday, oh, thir- well, Thursday's going to be weird, everybody, because I don't know when we're going to do the podcast, because I am a, I'm a Dr. Grins this week. That's right. And uh, I would have, I would be doing a show right now, at this time, right now on Thursday at 8 o'clock. So, uh, I don't, it's going to be earlier. It's a podcast, it'll be earlier at some point. I'll, I'll get a hold of you, Jason, just to let you know what's going to happen. And, uh, and then we'll go from there. So if you're interested in seeing me do comedy, come this weekend to Dr. Grin's. Uh, Thursday 8, Friday 8 and 10.30, Saturday 5, 30, 8 and 10.30. Because then it's, uh, it could very well be over. Could very well be over, everybody. So, because I'm a failed comedian, as it was. So, uh, but that's it. Go to Twitter and vote on your Christmas song, whatever your favorite Christmas song is. We're going to get 16 down to 8. And uh, please like the fan page on Facebook and Twitter. And there's a Patreon as well. Although my Patreon's fucked up until the 18th. And then I'll get it squared away. And then uh, and then that's it, right? We get, am I forgetting anything, Jason? Sometimes I feel yeah. like I forget stuff. We're good? We're good. Oh, if you guys want a Christmas card too, let me know your address. I'll mail you out a Christmas card. I got a little less than 250. Probably about 240 Christmas cards left Lucha to mail Claus will hit you up. Lucha Claus! <laughs> so there we go, everybody. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you on Thursday. All right.